We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's going on? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the DFS Pick 6, the Roto World DFS Pick 6, presented by Roto Grinders. I'm Eric Crane and I'm joined by two of the best in the business. We got Evan Silva joining us. Evan, what's up, buddy? Doing all right, man. You know, we're just uh, a little bit over halfway done, I think. But, you know, uh, I was talking with Reeves today and we run out of buys like real soon, you know, so I'm starting to I'm starting to take that, that gloomy outlook uh, and but I, I hope everything will be okay. I mean, when we <laughs> run out of buys, that's when the days get longer. You know, Dude. that's when we, yeah. <laughs> Evan, that's when you need to, no, that's when you, you need to like make changes. You know, you can't, you can't like look at every statistic for every guy. You know, you, you can't, you can't mm-hmm. pretend that you're, you know, you can't pretend that you are um, like running an algorithm on every single guy, like, you know, with six data points on every single dude. You have to just be like, well, you know, there are a couple of data points on, you know, this dude that are positive and maybe, you know, one or two that are negative and just move on to the next guy. Like it's, I, that that's how I feel. I would be interested to see what, what Reeves says about the same, because it's a, it's a very similar. And Reeves is a maniac too, because Reeves gets his shit out on, you know, Wednesday uh, early afternoon. And I at least get until like Thursday night. So I'd be, in, it's, it's a good question for Reeves. All right, Reeves. Well, listen, man. Well, that, that's because you're the king, bro. You got squatters rights, man. I just, I just come in. I got to get in where I fit bang, in, bang. man. Bang, bang. <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, my article definitely will shorten up over time because, you know, obviously, if you're new in this industry, uh, you know, and, and you guys know from Roto Grinders, you guys can see the numbers on these shows. Obviously, these are DFS based, so the viewership stays high. But you know, readership starts to fall off. You know, holiday season, guys drop out of leagues. They, they're not in the playoffs anymore. 
Uh, you know, you can get DFS, DFS information everywhere. So, yeah, you definitely have to tighten things up. Skip some of the players that you know people really aren't looking at. You know, like you said, get a sentence or two. It's hard to train yourself out of that mode. Uh, the thing that makes it tough is, you know, just, you know, the holiday season is two weeks away, too. We're two weeks from Thanksgiving. Uh, and that's when just like all chaos ensues, you know, in the, in, from doing working in this industry and then at home and everything. So, yeah, it's, it's a grind. But listen, man, it's it's fun. We were privileged to get to do what we do. And uh, it's fun to talk about football. I think that uh, this slate is particularly fun because, you know, we pick games that we want to build like core plays out. We, we usually highlight core games. We have some of those today. But I think that this slate sets up to have more individual peck and pick pieces on it than a normal slate than just like uh, take this game and play it. And I'm sure we're going to talk about a number of those guys, you know, throughout the show. Yeah. I mean, normally I can, by this time of the week, I've got it narrowed down to five or six quarterbacks. I still got like 10 on my list that I'm interested in. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely like, it's like that, man. Yeah. There are just so many different guys that are they viable? Yes. Are there black marks on them? Yes. I mean, it's just like, you got to kind of, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see in this. I'm actually really looking forward to doing this show tonight because I want, to have you guys help me break down, uh, figure out where to go this week. It's difficult. Let's start with our first game. Where it's a game, it's the highest total. We're going to be getting some of our core plays from this one for sure. New Orleans at Cincinnati. It's a 54-point total. The Saints on the road are five-point favorites. Uh, New Orleans are coming off a big win against the Rams. They're, they were at home in that one. Now they're on the road against the Bengals. Reeves, this Saints team, I mean, there are just so many different ways they can, they can hit you. Kamara, obviously. Michael Thomas went off for over 200 yards last week. Where are you looking at this, on the Saints this week? Yeah, and the Saints, when you look at their offensive splits, it's kind of like mishmash from what they were doing last year, like and then like high scoring games based on opponent. You know, they've had uh, some games with some offenses that haven't been able to generate points, and they've kind of done what they did last year. They get out to a lead and they just start grinding clock and not really, you know, throwing the football anymore and playing in the offensive. You look at Drew Brees' splits this year, passing wise. Uh, he almost has a hundred yard difference, you know, uh, per game yardage on at home versus on the road, uh, because they're just running the football in the second half of these games, you know, at the Giants, you know, at Baltimore, you know, uh, at Minnesota, taking the air out of the football. But the thing about the Saints is you still want to piece them because they are scoring at such a highly efficient rate, even on the road this year. I mean, they lead the NFL in scoring on 65% of their possessions on the road. Uh, so they're just still marching up on the field. They're just, you know, they need a team to combat them point-wise. I don't know if we're going to get that here now with A.J. Green off the shelf. It is admittedly hard to get away from Drew Brees this week, you know, when you just look underneath the hood. Uh, you know, you look at his home road splits, we're cognizant of him. He kind of outdoors, lets, he fails us in these spots, you know, continuously. But, man, you look at this Bengals defense. And it has just been so bad versus the pass. I mean, you just run down some of these numbers. Uh, the First last game they played. It's a bad defense. It's a bad yeah. defense. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. They're not going against a run either. Like, it's just bad it's, in general. It's, it's, they're not good against offense. The, the, I think it's the most disappointing defense in the NFL this year. Yep. And, and Evan, I you and really I talked about that earlier. We thought that Bengals defense was going to be reasonably good. Yeah, they, they are. And – I, th- I think some of it might be on, on coaching, but, but go ahead, Reeves. No, man, I, I, I was headed just down to like just a bunch of jargon that was going to lead to the same thing, that they suck. <laughs> and it's going to no, be hard no, to get away it, from. Run it. We, we want to hear it. 
No, I was going to say, just, I mean, look at these quarterback numbers they're giving up, like throwing through the air. So the last game they played, they give up 470 passing. The week before that, 358. The week before that, 369. Then Ryan Tannehill, under two bills. The week before that, 419. Cam gets him for QB3, doesn't throw for a lot of yards, runs all around. Joe Flacco, 376. Andrew Luck to start the year, 319. The yard, I mean, that's like, you're, if, if, if they do their part, like Breeze is walking into the bonus on DK, uh, you know, you should get some tuds with that too. But then you look at, like I said, those Saints splits, and they've been totally willing to put the, put the you know, take their foot off the gas pedal and play the type of football that they did last year with the lead. Yeah, I mean, it's just like there are so many different ways we can pick on this Bengals defense. And, like, with this, with this matchup, I mean, are we just looking at the core pieces again? Or are we just looking at Michael Thomas? And Alan Kamara, are we messing with Mark Ingram? I, I've just been fading Mark Ingram. It's worked out so far. We'll see how long he's working out for because we both know that, you know, we all know that that big game is going to come eventually. So, Evan, how are we attacking this Bengals defense? I disagree, actually, on Mark Ingram. I, I think his time has passed. You know, okay. he, he had his PEDs year, and, <laughs> you know, that, that was great. But, you know, we're, we're not going to see that again. I mean, he's, he's averaging 53 total yards per game over his last eight. 53 total yards per game. Uh, he has three touchdowns in that eight-game span. Um, last week, he lost a fumble uh, deep in Rams territory. And uh, I don't know if you've tracked the, the history of Sean Payton with Mark Ingram's fumbles, but <laughs> that, that does not usually end up uh, going well for him. Uh, last week, we saw Alvin Kamara out-touch him 23-10. to 10. Alvin Kamara, since the Saints' uh, week six bye, has out-touched Mark Ingram uh, inside the 10-yard line 8-3. to three. Uh, so I, I I think stay on the fade train for Mark Ingram until we really see it, you know, uh, because he's he's not getting the rock enough. He's not being effective. He doesn't get the ball in scoring position. Like, why would you play him at this point? So I guess we're just going right back to Alvin Kamara then. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that uh, Alvin Kamara uh, is uh, underpriced still. Um. You know, I, I thought that there was a, definitely a chance that uh, Mark Ingram would come back and, you know, take a big piece of the pie and, uh, you know, put Alvin Kamara in a position where he would be overpriced. But I think that Alvin Kamara is still underpriced. I mean, he's still an elite RB1, um, you know, in that in that uh, RB5 to RB8 range in terms of pricing. So, uh, and you know, the Bengals have always just gotten smashed by, uh, running back uh, receptions uh, this year is no different you know it's part of their scheme it's also part of the fact that their linebacker core is just awful like Vonta is perfect you know he's done it's it's over man he's we used to talk about him as a difference maker he's it's done um, you know Nick Vigil is he even going to be back this week I don't even know he's been you know out with like a knee injury like this is the this is the Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas show and just because Mark Ingram came back it, it really hasn't affected a whole lot yeah and I'll tell you what I mean it's really hard to imagine one of or at least one of those guys not going off Reeves I mean do you have a press between Kamara and Michael Thomas or is it just you know you play you play one or play the other and you're probably going to be happy either way yeah, I mean, I, I do like uh, Kamara a lot just because you can get him, you know, on the cheap and he's one of those combo backs, you know, an elite offense, you know, so I definitely like going back to the Kamara train. Like Evan said, I mean, he's touched out, touched Mark Ingram, you know, inside the 10 and out and in the red zone, just like, just, it's like a three to one split. So, I mean, you're, you're getting him. He's got, he's basically the number two wide receiver, you know, in a, in a season full of like bonkers offensive numbers, this Michael Thomas season is, is really crazy. 
this dude's got this dude's they've they've connected on 70 of 79 targets like through eight games like it's just silly he has three drops they've credited him with three drops so like basically he's had like six uncatchable targets all year like basically Reeves, do you have like a historical comparison for michael thomas i've been thinking about this recently i can't I can't really put my finger on something because he he's so good in the slot. Like, and every time he lines up in the slot, Breeze is like rocking it to him. Like, it's like his his target rate per slot snap is just absurd. You have to let me think about it, but I mean, you know, they started the year using him in the slot a ton, and they kind of got away from it. Um, and I wish that they would go back to really jamming him with like and just use him fully because now it looks like Des is just going to be the tight, like he's going to be their tight end. Well, last week he had uh, six of his six of his twelve catches, which is ridiculous to talk about. He he had six of his twelve catches on slot routes, and and, and they even tried to shut like the Rams try to. Well, he had that long touchdown because he he moved inside. Yeah. And, and, uh, Peter's like trying to chase him in the slot and it was just like, see ya, you know, and he had that <laughs> monster gain, but, um, I don't know. It's just, it's fun to, to watch Sean Payton scheme. Like do not underestimate Sean Payton, you, you know, like just working the Rams last week. I think that was like, a, a you know, a, a, something on his belt because that, that was, that, I think that meant a lot to him because, you know, I'm sure he's heard a lot about how Sean McVay is the best play caller in the NFL and, you know, this and that, and they did work against the Rams. You know, how long, how has it taken so long for a coach to figure out that, hey, look, the team's other, the slot cornerback is usually the worst cornerback on the team. Let's put our best receiver and, you know, get him in. How is it 2018 and, you know, there's all of, well, one or two teams <laughs> that figured this out? Because they all wear tinfoil hats, man. On the man they, they just want to listen no, to no, their own fan, stuff. Fantasy analysts been talking about this for a half decade, huh? Like, like it's just, you have started to finally see it this year a little bit, yeah. just a little bit. Remember, we had that game yeah. like the Bengals. Bengals moved like AJ Green AJ away from David Howard the one game. Uh, you know, they've doing it. Michael Thomas has done it a couple times. It's just a little bit. Um, but the Bengals have just been getting they've getting toasted by like every receiver, but especially lead wideouts have really racked them too. So I mean, it's it's a prime spot. It's hard to get away. And, and the Saints are are we like them because the the core is so concentrated. It's those two players putting the ceiling weeks on the board. And then you might get like some touchdowns pepper in because Breeze is so good. You know, Ben Watson might get one one game. Or, you know, Traquan gets one. You know, we're just kind of in that, uh, you know, same boat. We probably got another week. Well, Traquan's going to be fine still. It's in totality. He's going to be hard to chase the splash plays. Uh, but we got another week, I think, where he's on the board. Um, you know, Cincinnati has allowed five catches or 40 or more yards to wideouts just over their past three games. Three of those have gone for touchdowns. And we haven't seen him hit that deep ball since that Washington game. Uh, we might get another one of those. Well, uh, the Bengals you know, have just Sunday. allowed the most completions per game in the NFL. I mean, that's hot for opposing passing games. What I want to hear, Reeves, I want to hear you talk about uh, Dez. What, what do you think about Dez? Uh, well, you know, Ben Watson's probably a little sad because Des is probably a little better of a tight end than he is in the passing game right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, Des, Des can tweet all the videos he wants. This dude sat out for half a year. He was terrible last year. I mean, if he's going to adapt to that big slot role, that's fine. Breeze and Breeze is really efficient in the intermediate game. So Breeze can make Des work and, you know, Des is, is good in contested catch situations. Uh, but as far as like fantasy, like I'm not in a hurry to go out and own him or anything like that. I think he's still going to be pretty low volume, have some touchdown upside, but uh, I think he just gets in the way probably of like, you know, really wanting to like really trust Traquan moving forward. Um, you know, but I mean, it's Kamara, Michael Thomas, man. Yeah. You know, I saw somebody on Twitter post that they said, uh, 
Well, what, what, here's how you handle Desmond season long. You pick him off off waivers and then, um, and now immediately trade him because I just don't have a lot of faith that I like, it, he'll be fine. I'm sure. But I don't, Evan, do you like Desmond on this spot? I'm just kind of, nah, he, he, he yeah. ain't doing anything. Yeah. I November, t- November 29th though, man, I'm playing Des. I know that. Is it Cowboys Against game? the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, let's talk about the Bengals side because. Yo, is Bengals- that Thanksgiving? Uh, the week after. I Dude, Thanksgiving's our, in two every, weeks. every year, our Thanksgiving shows are the best. Admit it. Admit it, Crane. Of course. Every show we do is the best. Every show we have right, the three of us and Kobe. <laughs> so diplomatic, Crane. So uh, diplomatic. I know, right? <laughs> Let's talk about this Bengals side because um, I'll tell you what, this A.J. Green injury kind of has me down because A.J. Green was just going to be almost a lock play for me this week against the Saints. You know, they haven't been able to cover anybody all year. And now he's out, which means that, Tyler Boyd, we might think, oh, we might have some value with Tyler Boyd. He's priced at 7,400 over on DK. Like, all of a sudden, Tyler Boyd value, uh, it kind of went bye-bye. So, to me, I'm, I mean, are we looking at these secondary pieces on Cincinnati? Guys like C.J. Uzoma, John Ross, are we going right back to that uh, nightmare? Reeves, what do you think about this Bengals side? This is tough. I want to hear Evan's take. I mean, A.J. Green is a, you know, this is a big loss. I mean, this guy, nine and a half targets per game around the table, 40% of the team air yards, 26% of the team targets. Obviously, Boyd is the guy you're drawn to um, because, you know, the Saints are a team that we target, you know, in the slot, especially, you know, I think they're, they're just middle of the pack and stuff. They've been touched up by some good players. You know, Cooper Cup last week, Adam Thielen roasted him the week before that. So we got target increase, and Boyd's clearly the best guy they have left on the table. I mean, John Ross probably isn't good at football. Um, we've got what Alec Erickson, who's like a career preseason DFS guy. You know, Evan definitely has some Alec Erickson takes. Auden Ta- Tate's not even on DraftKings. Like, you can't even play him. So, I mean, you, if you like Auden Tate and think you want to chase that touchdown, he's not even on DraftKings. Uh, so it's tough, man. I want to hear Evan's takes on this, though, because he was tweeting about some of these guys when we chose this game. Uh, but I, I'm, it's unfortunate that the news came out because you don't get a free square in Boyd because they were ahead of the game uh, yeah. with this news and his pricing is uh, yeah, priced Tyler up. Boyd on on Fanduel. I was like, <laughs> I, I started, I scrolled, I started like uh, 6,200. I started scrolling down and I was like, where's this dude? Where's this dude? And then I went back up. He was at 7,800. <laughs> He's more than like Mike Evans. You yeah. know, I'm like. And I, I can't, I can't, I don't, can you justify playing? I mean, he's in a great spot. Like, yeah. Oh, it's a great spot. But I mean, like at some point you have to kind of say, can yeah. I really click this button right. at freaking 7,800 for Tyler Boyd? Like, oh my and, you God. know, he's 74. He's like a wide receiver seven or something. Yeah. I mean, it's, I get the matchups great. And I get that he's, I mean, look, if we, if we did kind of blind resume here and we said he's a top, he's a top pass catcher on a team that's at home going to be trailing against the team that can't stop the pass and it's the highest total of the week if it was blind resume would we be and playing he's good, Tyler he's good. And, he, yeah, and by the way he's good at football we would be playing him yeah i, it's, I, I think mean, he's cash viable i, I think I'm, he's cash viable i'm not gonna play him i'm not gonna play him but you, you can play him yeah i mean look I, I get what you're saying i'm just saying that like take the name out of it i know I mean, he's a, he's a play. He has absolutely. a boring name too. That's an issue. Tyler Boyd. <laughs> yeah, it's a good take. It doesn't there, help. It doesn't help. <laughs> John Ross. I mean, come on. But you know, it's I I don't know. I yeah, it's it, it's it's hard to talk yourself into this stuff, and it it really is a good spot in general. I think for the Bengals because you know you you have they're, they're coming off a bye. They're facing a team that is coming off a very emotional. Uh, primetime Sunday night win uh, and then he's going on the road 
I, I think that the Bengals beat offensive expectations in this game because I think that a lot of people will just look at, hey, you know, they don't have Tyler Eifert and they don't have A.J. Green. And I think they probably put up, you know, 23 to 28 points in this game. But it's just, you know, where is it going to come from? Could it could it come from Joe Mixon? Because, you know, the 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 Saints run defense has been like legit the best in the NFL. Um, but they also gave up, you know, 97 total yards and two touchdowns to the Rams running backs last week. The week before that, they gave up 121 total yards and a touchdown to the Vikings running backs. Uh, and, you know, Joe Mixon has been really freaking good, and he's and he's catching the the Saints in a pretty like favorable spot, like from a you know just just from like a um, you know theoretical standpoint. So, what do you what do you think about uh, Joe Mixon this week? Go ahead, Reeves. Uh, he didn't make the cut. Like I mean, he's not in my initial cut of guys. I'm like Crane. I I try to like I try to keep like six to eight running backs to try to cut down if I can. Uh, so he's he's not really there. Uh, I think that the Saints, like you look at in totality, they're giving up those yards with individuals, like still not a lot of, of squeeze there for a guy that you have to pay, you know, top 10 price for. Uh, it's just tough, man. You got Gio Bernard coming back. You don't know really what's going to happen, if he's going to share any uh, – because Mixon's not catching the ball is the problem. I think that's the main problem. I mean, he has 58 receiving yards uh, over his past four games. He had 54 receiving yards in week one. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago when they played the Chiefs, like, like why did they get away from using him the way they did in the preseason week one? Like this, you know, we thought you just brought up rational coaching. And, 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 and the way, like, in the way that they are using him in the past. Yeah. Been uh, non-productive. Goodberry has talked about this a lot, you know, Goodberry. Yeah. The best, the best they're not guy. putting it. They're not putting Mixon in a spot to really succeed to, uh, to accentuate everything he does. Well, I mean, I, I get that pe- people will play Mixon this week. Like, I am sure of that. A lot of people are going to want to click on that. He's kind of like a DFS darling. A lot of people like to play Joe Mixon. And I just – I'm kind of with you, Reeves. I'm just probably not going to do it this week. There are other guys that's at a similar price point that I like just as much. But, I mean, it's not – it's not without fear. Like, I certainly am worried that Joe Mixon can go for, you know, a buck 20 and two scores and just screw me by not playing him. You know, I if I'm going to play these Bengals guys, I'm probably going to play the receivers. I know Tyler Boyd's expensive, but – I mean, look, if I'm going to get a number one receiver who's good against the Saints in a game where they're going to have to throw unowned because of the price, I'm just going to roll the dice and do it. But, Evan, what about these secondary receiver spots, guys like John Ross, Alex Erickson? Any interest in those guys? I was looking at that earlier today. I mean, it's – I think John Ross is a bust. Um, Just everything on his his profile is red flag. I mean, it's just red flag after red flag. You know, it's – um, just it really bad. It's really bad. I mean, like last year they thought about converting him to cornerback. Like it was that it was that bad. Um, Josh Malone, I want to like, like I want to like it, but they don't play him. Uh, they've actually been using Alex Erickson, who is a preseason. He's like flirted with you know being a preseason factor. Uh, they've been using him on the outside. He's ran eighty percent of his routes on the outside this year. He's really a total slot receiver, so he stretched to do that in a real game. They called mm-hmm. up Alden Tate uh, from Florida State, who I think it runs like a four or five five one forty uh, coming out of Florida State. There's a wide it's, receiver who runs a five one forty. That's a that's a little exaggerated, but it's close. Oh. It's close. <laughs> C- Cody Core. Um, made some plays. He was the dude opposite Liquan Treadwell at Ole Miss. He made some plays uh, last year, but 
I think he's a chump. So they, they had legit have nothing <laughs> opposite. They have nothing opposite Tyler Boyd, which, which brings into play CJ Uzoma, who in his last game, and a lot of people played him that week, and I, I don't blame them for playing him because he got he suffered this stinger on the literal first drive of the game, and he just didn't catch a pass the rest of the game. And he's a tough dude. You know, he's really tough. But And he stayed in the game, and he got four targets. But it was like, stop throwing to this dude, Andy, because, you know, he ain't going to catch anything because his arm is like, you know, it's like this. So, and, and but he should be healthy coming off the bye. I think he's kind of interesting. What do, what do you guys think about C.J. Uzama? I think he's really interesting. I like C.J. Yeah. Uzama a ton in this one. What about you, Reeves? Uh, I'm up in the air. I think he was still limited. And, you know, so, I mean, it's tough. I mean, just pay attention to it throughout the week, see what he's doing. It's uh, another one of those weird tight end weeks. I told Evan does joking for a show. Like, I think I'm, I'm just not paying for tight ends anymore in my cash lineup. Like at any point, like I've started to punt tight end in like my main core, like just cash lineup. And it's just really worked that well. So I think I'm going to keep doing it. Think about yeah. how rich you would have been last week if you just played Jeff Weirman and everything. Oh, man. Dude, yeah. I laughed at How you. rich? How yeah. rich? I played Mark Hashtag Andrews on DK. That was the dude I, I hovered around. Mark okay. I'll tell you what, I mean, you want to. <laughs> yo, yo, Reeves, Reeves, give Crane your uh, your, your sleeper tight end this week. No, man, I got to keep that no, to myself till late walk. in the week. Oh, really? Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I got to follow the practice reports, man. I got to see what's happening. Is it Kobe? Is Kobe yeah, back? it's definitely Kobe. It Listen, Kobe? if Daz can get back in the game, Kobe can. <laughs> Why not? You know, I'll tell you what, we've talked about all these Bengals. I mean, highest total on the slate. It's a home team, you know, that's going to be trailing, have to throw the ball a lot. Are, Reeves, are we just ignoring Andy Dalton here? I mean, his splits with A.J. Green are pretty bad. His splits with without him. I mean, he's been a QB1 in just three of 11 games, four of 11 game so I mean you're not getting a lot of squeeze there uh I'm just not gonna chance it like the QB pool is so deep this week you talked yeah. about before the show it's so hard to narrow around I'm a I'm, a, I'm a, like a three to four QB guy and like I I'm like oh there's like seven quarterbacks I want to play and Andy yeah. Talton like just can't make that cut so he's definitely gotta make the second cut <laughs> what about you Evan any interest in Dalton just you know Keenum's not on the slate this week so I really don't know who to play at quarterback um you you're know, the worst so. just gonna walk off the show Really, it's for freaking 22 <laughs> minutes into the show, and I'm just going to give the bye-bye. Freaking no, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Fitzpatrick against the Redskins looks real, real hot. Um, I, no, I today I, I, I started to talk myself into Dalton. I really did. Um, but, I but you know, w- when I, when I want to talk myself into a dude, I also want to be able to, like, uh, justify, like, from a pass catcher standpoint. So, that's why I wanted to hear some positivity from Reeves from uh, about CJ Uzoma. He did not give it to me. Um, you know, we all kind of we like Tyler Boyd, but still, like, you know, it's uh, you, you know, like it's I, I don't I don't know I don't know what to say. Like, I think that Andy Dalton is like a decent floor play. Th- this is how I would assess it: is that I think he would be a decent floor play with very little chance of being like a top five quarterback play on the week. And right. so I want to give myself when I, when I'm, you know, like going for a DFS quarterback, doesn't matter if it's in cash or tournaments. I want to have a guy who I think is going to be a good floor play and has monster upside. I'm just trying to figure That's out how much it would be. Yeah. I mean, Dalton, you look at Dalton, he's had green all year and he's right. had three 20 point games. I mean, it's hard to say like, he's a guy that really offers just like a, a plethora of upside. 
All right. I mean, it sounds like you guys would rather take New Orleans and just lay the five. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, Cincinnati's got to get in the bye. I mean, they're going to score three touchdowns in this one. It's the Saints. They think gets passing. I just, golly, I'm still not read, convinced to not play Dalton, but I see what you guys are saying. All right, let's move on to Atlanta at Cleveland. 51-point toe to Atlanta on the road. They're five-point favorites at the Browns. And uh, Reeves, man, Browns secondary. They're really banged up, but you know what happened last week. Julio finally got in the box, baby. Now, is the streak starting this week? That's what I want to know. You know, uh, Evan joked and said Pierre Garcon would score before Julio Jones, and he was actually correct because they played on Thursday and Pierre Garcon scored. <laughs> Julio played on Sunday, but it was technically the same week, so we'll kind of call it a draw. So who will be the next guy? I mean, Julio is in another just, man, fantastic spot. Denzel Ward had a hit pointer. They lost EJ Gaines for the season. He had a second concussion in three weeks. They just put him on IR. They've already lost uh, Terrence Mitchell for the season in their secondary. Uh, Demarius Randall will still be questionable probably to play all week. And when he didn't play last week, they moved their slot corner, Brian Body Calhoun, to second to, to play safety. Uh, so, I mean, this is they – they signed uh, – the, the ghost of Phillip Gaines got cut from the Bills – he got signed by the Browns today because they just need guys to play. Uh, so, I mean, this team is hurting. They put uh, Christian Kirksey on IR today. This team is just bleeding out, you know, defensive players uh, because they've just been on the field so much, you know, all season. It's just all that is starting to catch up catch up to the Browns. Yeah, and, you know, this Browns uh, secondary, I mean, they were good. Like, they had been playing pretty well as far as, you know, past defenses go. Just, yeah, you can't – I mean, it's, we saw with the Falcons. Like, when you start so to hard. lose that many so players – like, when you start to lose that many players, you can't. And, like, when you're a team that was relying on turnovers too, uh, and those start to dry up, like, it's it's just it's – a, it's a tough way to live. And this Falcons offense has been just hot all year, especially the passing game. I mean, Matt Ryan has been so freaking good this year. Um, his peripheral stats look almost identical to this point that they did in 2016 uh, in his MVP season. They almost look just dead on. I mean, Julio leads the league in receiving yards per game. I mean, it's a, it's a smash spot, especially if Ward doesn't go. Um, the thing is, you got to pay for Julio. That's always the problem. I mean, he never you never get the discount. Um, so I mean, I, t- I told you guys that Julio was going to score last week. I brought it up, man. I brought it up. Of course he was the five percent week. Of course, because he's the you know. Of course he scores in the same week as Pierre Garcon too. How about that? <laughs> By the way, I'm giving Charles it. Charles Clayton though. Charles Clay did not. He did not score. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, is that Reeves' guy? No, that oh. these are all the guys who had gone on these like you know season plus <laughs> streaks of never scoring a touchdown. That we had. all right. So, Evan, you were kind of saying this Brown's good against the pass thing. It's uh, it's over. Oh, I mean, like, you know, I could go on like a massive Brown's rant right now, you know, but I, okay. I, I don't want to. I don't want oh. to. You know, I don't want to. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. Disappoint the people. I mean, look, you know, like, all right, first of all, you have four overtime games, okay? So, you know, you 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 understand that you your players have played more snaps than, than most people, right? I mean, you are you're aware of you're cognizant of that, correct? You know, and you haven't had a buy. You don't have your you have your buy in week twelve. You know, you have a really late buy, right? But 
you keep running out your young your studs on the defensive line, Larry Ogunjobi and Miles Garrett. Larry Ogunjobi has played two more games worth of snaps than any other defensive tackle in the fucking NFL. Miles Garrett has played almost two more games than any other defensive end in the entire NFL. You you know, you, you bricked on Chad Thomas. Okay. So you had, you had a top 65 pick uh, at a defensive end and you take a dude who wasn't productive in college and who wasn't athletic in Chad Thomas. Okay. So you, that's bad process and you're getting a bad result. He's played 22 snaps on the season. Okay. So you can't sub out miles Garrett for this dude. Cause he sucks. Why did you draft him? Okay. You also cut Carl Nassib who, by the way, when you went and played Tampa Bay, he rocked your ass. You know, he rocked you. He had, like, shit, like four tackles for loss and, you know, two and a half sacks. Good for him shitting all over you because, you know, you – like, why would you cut him? Why would you cut him? He was on his rookie deal. He had two years left on his rookie deal. Why did you cut him, okay? I mean, you're just – you're making bad decisions left and right, and, you know, it's – it, it's it's disappointing. Like I I, I, don't, I don't understand it. But um, anyways, I think that the Browns at this point, you know, having played so many, like they're just they're they're gassed, man. Like Reeves talked about it this week. They are gassed, and they have given up thirty one point three points per game over their last six after allowing nineteen point seven in their first three. They're going to continue to get smashed, and, and they're they're at this point they're a defense to attack. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Matt Ryan, obviously a great quarterback to attack him with because we, you know, I understand that Julio just got on the box once this year. I think a Matt Ryan to Julio stack, it it feels like, Reeves, that it's going to be under own, doesn't it? Um, I don't know. I think Matt Ryan might go under own just his price and where everyone falls. I mean, and plus I think people just don't like to play Matt Ryan. I did that. Remember my first uh, uh, YouTube chat I did where you came in, Crane? I and then it, it was fine. like a it was like a Matt Ryan Armageddon, like when he was fifty seven on DK versus the Saints. It was like a it was like a full fledged hour long Matt Ryan war. People just don't like this guy. I don't know, like they just don't like him. They don't like to play him. I mean, he's been awesome. He has he has five. Games I, don't like three. I don't like to play. I don't like to play. I don't. I don't. See, see, he, he doesn't add anything with his legs either. Yeah, no, Which it's true. To me, is always an issue, and he's always really expensive. Yeah, he is expensive now. He was cheap for a while this year. Now he's expensive. He was like stupid cheap for a while. But yeah, he was because he's. I mean, he's he's stacked yardage like every week. But I think the Brown side is interesting in this game. It's probably the interesting fantasy side of this game um, because like their offense is still like hitting in spots where we want it to hit. I mean, you look at the game like Baker, especially like has shown like for fantasy purposes, like he has like a fine floor in these matchups. You know, we wanted to play him against Tampa Bay, and he was good. We wanted to play him last week against the Chiefs, and he was good. So, I mean, we got another spot where the Falcons are just giving up a bunch of production in the passing game. They gave up 300 yards passing Alex Smith last week. The Redskins didn't score any touchdowns uh, in that game, but there was opportunities. So, I mean, Baker's, like, on the board. I think when you look at the way they used Duke Johnson last week, a lot of people are going to flock to Duke Johnson, especially on DK, uh, at 47 because he didn't just come in and get dump offs. Like they were running plays to Duke Johnson for the first time all year. I've watched every freaking Browns game this year and they, and he would come in and get like a couple dump offs. Like they were running legit plays to him, like in the red zone too. Uh, So, I mean this in the matchup lines up, everyone always wants to attack pass heavy backs against the Falcons. Uh, Later on, we'll talk about, there's a direct pivot to Duke Johnson. Uh, Imagine having having a rookie 
quarter quarterback. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> you have and you have your your left tackle is an undrafted free agent. He's so bad that you have to bench him. So and you bench him for a dude who's been a bust for you know six different teams and Greg Robinson. He's your oh Greg Will was talking up Greg Robinson too. <laughs> oh, typical, typical. Well, Greg Greg, Greg, Greg Robinson, Greg, Greg Williams wears fake glasses to look smarter. So he. <laughs> I mean, he, he wouldn't know. He doesn't know what he's, he's even seeing at this point. Right? But, but, I mean, how could you not, like, design plays, like, high percentage, quick hitting yeah. play, just get the ball to your good, you know, receiving running back to make life easier on your rookie quarterback? Like, that's the most common sense thing. And that's the first thing that Freddie Kitchens came in and did. He's like, we're going to throw to our good pass-catching running back. Literally the first thing that he did. Yes, I mean, we can expect a lot more of Duke moving forward, I think, right? Well, this week, too, I think it just it lines up again for yeah. him to be a part of the game plan. Like, like, this is the week, like, show us that it sticks, Freddie Kitchens. Like, show us, like, you're smart enough to realize this. It also, I mean, is another week, you know, it stinks because we and Davis were talking about this on the when I filled in for Evan's full cast. If you run, like, a lineup optimizer every week, like, who's the dude that always pops on it, like, every week as a wide receiver? Like if you're uh, running just a blind optimizer based on volume and price every week, Jarvis. Yes, every okay. week this dude pops and, up. And, and, and Antonio Callaway a little bit lower too. <laughs> oh God! So, don't but, no, we, here we are. This is the similar spot that Jarvis was in a couple weeks ago against the Bucks. Like it's literally that good of a matchup again. I mean, this team has just been getting dunked on in the slot. I mean, we saw dude Maurice Harris had ten catches against them last week. Sterling oh, Shepard the week before, five for 167. Adam Humphreys, 82 yards the week before that. Tyler Boyd, 11 for 100. I mean, you're talking you're about a guy. Score? You're talking about a guy that's, you know, especially on Fandle, that's always priced around like wide receiver 25. I know it's not full PPR, but you're getting a guy like wide receiver 25 pricing that's going to get 10 to 12 targets against like one of the worst defenses at home in a game where they're going to have to score points. Uh, it's just like that Bucks game, like a couple weeks ago. Like you just, I think you have to play him on Fanduel. Like you yeah, have to. Yeah, you know, this what's his price on Fanduel? I think sixty six or sixty seven or sixty five. I'll double check. He's been yo, yo, Mar- Fanduel. Yo, Marvin Jones is sixty two hundred. All right. Yeah, I mean, M- I- MVS is fifty four hundred. Well, MBS is in. Well, we'll talk about him later. Right. Like he's yes. already in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's in everyone's lineup, though. He's in everyone's cast. Yes. Yeah. It's he's probably got to be a tournament fade, though, right? Like he has to be a tournament fade. He's just no, so cheap. People, like people still think he sucks. People still. Yeah. Like, no, but it's just oh, you think oh every day you're like no. You're, like I mean, say, what's the Roto Grinders projected ownership? Can you see? Can you find it, Crane? Uh, yeah. Give me a second. I'm just gonna say though, like with Valdez Scantling, like even if he's 20 percent on, which is pretty high when we're talking about a wide receiver, right? Like 20 percent on is pretty high. That's still 80. well, 20 is fine. It's when you have it like Sutton last week. Like Sutton was like 35, and it was like this dude has a zero floor still. You can't play him in tournaments. Like if he's gonna have 35 percent ownership, oh, he oh, he had like a 40 yard touchdown that he caught. Yeah. Sure. But that's the whole like game theory point. Like I, I thought Sutton was a good play for his price and everything too. But it, it was just like when you play. when you have those boomer bust players and they're going to have ownership in the thirty percent range, especially at wide receiver. Yeah, like you just at, you, you get an edge when those guys bust because that's thirty percent of the field on a guy. I'm looking at twenty percent of Marquez Valdez Scantling. Oh, also, that's fine. Yeah, twenty percent is cool. Oh, yes. that, that's too, how how high is is too high for 125 yards and three touchdowns? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I would guess that like. 
100 would be too high. By the way, Tyler Boyd. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. 17 and a half percent in Tyler Boyd. Who? Tyler yeah, Boyd. That's, that's good. That means that's, that's exactly what you want. Yeah, I'm still gonna play him, man. Like it's, I'm, I, I even if he'd be popular, I bet he. I, won't be I, I have no shame on Cortland Sutton. Go ahead and watch the game, okay? They no, they I didn't. Throw, I'm not they, shaming. They, they throw him. I'm not saying that you are. Oh. Don't take this personal. <laughs> he, he, they throw him a, a screen pass. He gains 21 yards, like on the first drive, you know, and he catches like a 40 yard touchdown, and then. Sharice burn victim, perennial burn victim, somehow knocks it out of his hands in the end. It was zone. a great play. It was a great play by Charice Wright. You know, our, <laughs> our, our boy, our, our boy Thorman calls him uh, Charice Wright because like, like charred, you know, like burnt. Um, yeah, anyways, we got it. <laughs> I, I anyways, I mean, I, I have no regrets about Corlin Sutton. I mean, you know, he, he was cheap enough. I don't care. You know, I know a lot of everybody's going to play Duke on the Browns. What do we think about Nick Chubb this week, though? Like, it, to me, he's he goes a little bit lower on the Duke, and even though he's not going to see the passing game work, it's still a fine matchup against Atlanta. Reeves, what do you think about uh, Chubb? I think he was in a, a much better play last week when he hit and everyone saw him. Uh, just because I, I don't think you're worried about the volume. You're getting the volume, you know, 18, 20, 23 touches. They've trailed in all three of these games. Atlanta's just actually pretty decent against the run. Like, they actually have, like, a good run defense. Uh, so you got a spot, you know, um, I brought this up last week with AP and a lot of people, I was not in Adrian Peterson at all. And I was worried about one, you had to get the game script right with AP. And then two, it's the, the total yard splits are completely geared towards passing and rushing with the Falcons. Like it's all like in one basket. Um, so, I mean, you got all these, all these receiving, you know, yards going to, so going to the receiving back. So it leads the Duke. Um, I think Chubb's fine. If I was in a season long, I would have no problem still playing him. I think I'm going to be – he's not going to make the cut, though. Uh, just like I said, the, the pool is so deep this week. I don't think he's going to make my uh, make my cut. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, last week you mentioned you wanted to fade Adrian Peterson. I also faded Adrian Peterson, but I did play a Washington Redskins running back. Thank you, Capri Vibs, for coming through for your boy over here. All right, let's talk about our next game. Wow, dude, how do you have just, like, this crazy luck? Like, he, he got, what, like, four touches, and one of them he, like, you know, snuck into the end zone from three yards out? Like, come on. Crane. Pass Crane. catching running back. Crane, can I get some of this luck, dude? Crane, Evan is mad because I played bibs against him in a season-long league. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Yeah, we're on Team Bibs here. No, that, oh, that was that was in Dynasty, wasn't it? Uh, we played in two leagues last week. I've been a season-long. I played oh, three bibs. Did you, I know you lit me up in one. Did you let me, <laughs> you light me up in both? Yeah. Ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, <I did. laughs> but Evan got me earlier in the year in another league, so I owed him. I owed him a weekend. Yeah, I mean, hey, and you probably wouldn't have got there if it wasn't for our boy Capri. Yeah, buddy. Capri, Sorry. Capri pants. Capri. <laughs> All right, let's Sometimes you got to show them calves off, man. The calves got to pop. <laughs> all right let's talk seahawks at rams 51 point total the ram their 10 point favorite uh todd Gurley, he only only had 20 points over on DraftKings last week it was the worst game of the year todd what are you doing to us oh no i mean evan he continues to be a high floor high ceiling guy and this week should be no difference against seattle yeah, just just murders. I mean, I think he murders. You know, I mean, look, you know, uh, Melvin Gordon went to went to Century Link last week and you know dropped bombs, and um, you know now the Seahawks they got humbled. They they need to get humbled. Like last week, I was getting uh, from the the twelves. You know, they call them the twelves. I was getting all these like tweets because I was kind of like down on them. You know, entering the season, I didn't even say anything that bad. But I was like. 
you know, th- was, these were bad hires that they made from coaching staffs, you know, like the, and I didn't think they were going to be that good, you know, like maybe a below 500 a little bit. I didn't say they were going to be terrible, but I'm getting like all these tweets, like all these uh, from the 12s, like telling me, uh, you know, uh, taking victory laps, you know, because they're four and three. And then they get rocked at home by the Chargers, and now they have to go go on the road to face the Rams. They're they're about to be four and five, and and Todd Gurley is gonna he's gonna drop haymakers on them. Uh, and I'm excited. I'm gonna have him in, in every lineup. But that's my plan. Yeah, I mean it's really hard to fade him. Like uh, the Fanduel price is a little bit prohibitive, but on DraftKings he's ten point two, so he's been priced up a little bit. But still, I mean the DK pricing has been so soft this year that Reeves. I think it's really easy to get Gurley in there. Yeah, it's what's really come down to uh, the site preference and where you play most of your most of your money because he's been an auto play on DK all season and FanDuel is starting to give you free squares for people that want to play him because they've they've jacked his pricing up so much over the field of the top running backs that you can play now two top running backs on FanDuel when you if you want to pay pair girly with a guy that's just six and a half K to seven K you can play you can play Melvin Gordon and Cream Hunt this week for the same price. It's just, you can't do it. You just have to, you have to swallow the pill and say, I'm not going to have Todd Gurley, even though people are going to have him uh, on FanDuel, because it just doesn't make sense to pay 3K more for a running back, you know, the over on that site. I mean, it just doesn't um, when you can play those guys and you can pair those guys. But on DK, it's a whole different game, uh, you know, because he's easy to fit in, uh, you know, every week. And his price really hasn't moved around that much. You know, he's kind of floated in that 9.5 to 9.8 range. Then he got the 10 once. Um, a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, he's easy to fit in. You start your team with him on DK, I think, every week. Yeah, I mean, it makes life easier. Like, it's very rare. <laughs> like, last week, did he crush it for 30 points? No. Did you regret playing him? No. No, you didn't. You know, the quarterback on this game, Jared Goff, he's projected to be our highest on quarterback right now, which is a little bit surprising for me, <clears throat> you know, especially, you know, with Gurley. Everybody just wants to play the Rams, I guess. Um, Reeves, what do you think about Goff? I think he's fine. I mean, he's really good. Like uh, you, you look at his peripheral stats where we knew that like, we talked about him last week that in the games where people match the Rams on the scoreboard a little bit, like that's when he's been the best. And when they get out the big leads and, you know, they give Gurley all those touchdowns, you know, at the end of games, um, his numbers never really inflate. You know, he's had, if you look at his splits, it's just been like that. So they're going to have a team, uh, you know, match them on the scoreboard or the Seahawks going to do that. Then he's in play. I mean, highest ownership on the board feels pretty lofty. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a part of that life. Um, but you know, um, he's in a real good spot still against a, a Seahawks team that has allowed what over 300 passing yards. They allowed Philip Rivers to throw for 8.8 yards for attempt. Stafford threw for 310 and two touchdowns. He threw for 321 against the Seahawks when they played in Seattle uh, earlier in the season. Um, he's got a, he played half that game without Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup. Uh, so I mean, he's going to have those guys back this week. It's it's a real good spot. I mean it's tough for me to say I, I want to just have him as the highest ownership of the board and compete with that, especially in this slate. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's Jared Gosling. I mean, what you get him in? Yeah. I mean, I always worry about the volume with him. I always worry about the red zone looks, you know, just because Todd Gurley takes up so much usage in the red stone and that I don't think I played golf all year and I've done okay with it. I mean, it's not like golf's been bad, but just like I found guys that I think are going to get more volume. And I guess that's kind of what you have to look at Evan. When you look at golf, like, yeah, he's a great play. Yeah, he's a you know a good quarterback, but like the volume is always a concern with me because they get up so often and they don't have to pass. Yeah, I mean, and his history against uh, Seattle is is not particularly good. I think uh, uh, 
Reeves kind of hinted at that um, and, you know, justified it in some ways. But, I mean, and, you know, this year, like, Seattle's defense has not been giving up big games to opposing quarterbacks. They've given up a, a couple of decent games, but not big ones. I do think the game could shoot out, though, and that's, you know, that's where he comes into play as, you know, a guy that might offer a ton of upside. Um, but I, 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 I don't know. I mean, he, he doesn't run for yards, you know, which doesn't help his floor. I mean, he's got like, if you just look at his scores over the course of the year, he's got a pretty good floor, but I don't know. I, he, he's a guy that I struggle to play personally, honestly, because, you know, when, when I, when I'm assessing all the quarterbacks, I'm looking at guys that, um, you know, I mean, he's got to throw like four touchdowns to, to compete with, you know, dudes like uh, Deshaun Watson or Cam Newton, you know, that uh, have the ability to like, you know, throw for two or throw for three and run for two. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he, he's definitely a guy that I, I struggle to play personally. It doesn't make him a bad play. Um, you know, I'd play him in season long. I have him in a, in a bunch of season longs, but in daily fantasy, like he's, he, he's, he's always lower down my list probably than he should be. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm the same way. Like I said, you know, yeah. you said he's got to throw for four touchdowns. That's really yeah. hard when you have Todd Gurley on your team. It's yeah, just, it it's is. Just, it it's is. just not going to happen. Uh, you mentioned this game might shoot out. I assume that you like some of the Seattle side, Evan. I wait for you to take a drink to ask you a question. Seattle. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. Um, it's kind of hard to pinpoint because we know what the Seahawks want to do offensively they don't want it to be a shootout you know they they want to run the ball and I think they can run the ball successfully on the Rams most teams do run the ball successfully on the Rams but you know until they fall behind by like you know 20 to nothing you know and then they can't do it anymore um I think if Chris Carson is out though Mike Mike Davis Davis, Mike Davis can be a really hard dude to get away from You, you know especially at his price uh, because last, well, first of all, he leads all Seahawks running backs in targets and catches. And uh, last week we saw him get eight freaking targets, you know, and you look at the Rams, like they're, they've been very giving in terms of uh, receiving usage to running backs, very giving in terms of yards per carry to opposing running backs. Um, so he kind of like, like if Chris Carson is out again, like Mike Davis, with the exception of like being a home favorite running back, almost checks like every box. Um, he outsnapped Rashad Penny 51 to 13 last week or 58 to 13 or I mean, something. Rashad Penny. Is just, good draft pick. Real good yeah. draft pick. Yeah, he and John Ross can go. How, how, about, how, about, how about taking a special teamer with your first round pick, by the way? That's like, a, I mean, that's a John Schneider special, man. That's a John Schneider special. This dude, <laughs> this dude's been clown shoes for six and a half years, man. Like, just, just clown Ooh. shoes. Ooh, yo, tweet that. Tweet that. <laughs> I've done a bunch of times, man. I've shown proof that he's been clown shoes, man. Oh, man, I need, I need to get these 12s out of my mentions and send them somewhere else. <laughs> no, man, I don't want them in mine. I don't got the time. Dang, we talked dude. about it. It's, it's week 10. It's week 10. I don't have time to be pushing haters out. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> People out of their roto grinds, make sure you tweet out this clip and just like use hashtag 12th man. Clown shoes. They know he's clown shoes. No, they don't. No, they don't. He is, man. He's a joke. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, what about the passing game here? Because to me, I think the Rams are going to end up getting a ton of pressure on Russ. And Russ actually throughout his career has been pretty good against pressure. I actually have to mention Tyler Lockett here because I think as we've seen against the Rams, 
they can get beat deep, especially with these cornerbacks just being not that good. Reeves, what do you think about the Seattle passing attack? Just you, you can't put your finger on anyone, right? Lock it. Yeah. I don't know. I think when you look at the volume and the ceiling potential, I think you got to like East Central, man. Uh, if you're going to choose one of these guys, he led the team in targets last week. Then you look at like the highest scores. East these... do, do, do you see that? East Central? I, I swear Crane, to God, Crane, I don't. Crane. Do you even know what he's talking about? Not a clue. Who we talked about it last week. <laughs> we talk about, he, that's just his name. His name's just East Central for, right, from now on. on. Just... See, what am I missing here? But listen, we talked about it on the show last week because uh, you said you lived in Oklahoma too, and uh, I did live. But, in Oklahoma. <laughs> I lost my I lost my train of thought. So listen, so he led the team in targets last week. But so the problem with these Seattle guys is Russ is throwing all these touchdowns on low value. So when even when these guys score, they don't put together big weeks. You know, it's like oh cool, Tyler Lockett scored great. He had fifteen freaking points. Uh, but when you look at the since week five on. The guy that has, you know, 18.8 and a 19.7 game is East Central. So, I mean, like a dude that has a chance to get 100 yards and maybe uh, multiple touchdowns is probably him where he's priced. I mean, like I said, I would – I think it's just if you're going to play Russ, it's just so hard to nail one of those guys to stack him with. That's what makes playing Russ so frustrating. I think he's in a good spot price-wise on DK for sure. Um, but like Evan said, I mean, I'm looking at Mike Davis – and Chris Carson, them finally just eating the bullet. Like, like, like Chris Carson's starting to turn into like almost like Matt Breida, where like this dude, like, just sit down, dude. Like, don't play. Like, just don't play for us. So Please. we can we can Please. play Mike Davis. Please. Yeah, I mean, look at Mike Davis last week. Twenty-five touches, one hundred and twenty-four yards uh, in Week Four when Carson missed. Last week he has twenty-two touches, one hundred and seventy yards. Evans has eight catches. I mean, we want to play that. We want to play that guy. Hey, speaking hey. of which, Matt Breida is about to go off on Monday night. Hey, Crane, have you figured out who East Central is? No, I Googled East Central football, <laughs> and I found the East Central Trojans football team from St. Leon, Indiana, Max Preps page. I also found East Central Credit Union in Pasadena, California, and their banking site. Are we talking about David Moore? Is that who we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, if you're going to give a guy a nickname that starts with a letter, it needs to be the first letter of his name. That's just a rule. Don't mess with me. Like, I'm sitting here thinking. We did a segment on this last week. Like, a whole thing. We did. We did. Whatever. I wasn't paying attention because I never, I don't remember hearing anything about East Central. That's although I'm pretty sure that's going to be my next DFS screen name. All right, let's talk some quarterbacks then because I have had it up to here with Eve bleeping central. All right, you know, Reeves, we kind of talked earlier in the show about just how many quarterbacks were on the slate. You know, we already talked about Goff, Dalton, Breeze, Mayfield. Uh, I'm not doing Russ, Matt Ryan. Here are the other names that I have. Tell, tell me if any of these, you know, kind of, you know, pique your interest. Pat Mahomes, Andrew Luck, Alex Smith, Marcus Mariota, Philip Rivers, like, Reeves, pick one of those guys because I think they're all in solid spots. Yeah, those guys are all good. Fitzmagic. The two guys, I like the Indy Jaguars game. Uh, man, I mean, dude, Blake Bortles, man, is that he's in a good spot this week. 4 9, 4 9 on DK. I mean, so the, the Colts play fast, they play fast on offense. AJ Boye is out, so luck's going to be fine. You look at the, you look at the recent uh, quarterbacks that have faced the Jaguars. I mean, Carson Wentz like was fine in London like 283 really ran into no trouble um if they would have had like a more positive wide receiver two in that game they would have he would have threw for a lot more yards uh the the week before that uh Dak 
Dak ran all over them. Really was was fine efficiency wise. Mahomes got him for 300 yards. I think Luck's going to be fine uh, where he's priced. But Bortles, so you got where the Colts are going to be score points in this game. I think they will score points. It's not going to be like a Jaguars shutdown game. Uh, the, the Colts play fast. Bortles runs, and the Colts are allowing the second highest completion percentage in the league. And what they do with that is they don't give up splash plays, but they allow quarterbacks to just stack production over and over. So many completions per game, for and they're all successful. Um, even a guy like Blake Bortles. Zone loves yeah. to give up high completions. We saw, dude, we were able to play Derek Carr against this team two weeks yeah. ago. He was the QB3. Yep. Sam, Darnold had a, Sam Darnold got a season high. His season high points was against this defense. Uh, the only team that they stopped the past month was was Derek Anderson. It's the only te- that's the only dude they've shut down. So I mean, it's just way too cheap for his rushing upside uh, for the game to be have like a sneaky potential to score more points than people expect because the Jaguars are still a good defense. They're just not that defense they were last year. They're still a good defense, but uh, it's a good spot for Blake Bortles, man. So so when when Landry Jones comes in, uh, you know, uh, about halfway through the first quarter after the first Cody Kessler Bortles picks. No, Cody, Cody, he's going to be inactive. Landry Jones, Landry Jones, Landry Jones week. Well, can I get QB Jags? Like, can I just get QB Jags? Do you remember a couple years ago when Landry Jones started the game against the Browns and Ben Roethlisberger came in? Yeah. The person who won the freaking Millie had Ben Roethlisberger who didn't even start the damn game. You remember that? I don't remember that part of it. I remember the game. That happened. People, I remember the game. Sanu, but Jesus. Like, that's way worse than Sanu. I mean, oh, way worse. Yeah. Way worse. I I don't think I can do Bortles, man. Like, I'm just afraid he's going yeah, to get throw the other team too many times. Like, Don't try to talk us into it, Reeves. Yeah, I, I mean, it's – I mean, dude, I you, know I, dude Reeves, you know I love cheap, crappy quarterbacks who can run, and I can't even – It's my that. vice, man. I was drawn, dude. I saw that 4-9, and I got – man, I got kind of excited. 4-9 is cheap. 4-9 is cheap. That's a lot to pay for a zero, man. Just do one lineup with uh, – <laughs> uh, just do one lineup with uh, uh, Bortles and Moncrief. And you know, just just put in a bunch of studs. That that I think that's the best option. I mean, with Fournette coming back, we saw this before from the Jags. I understand the point where, like, if the Colts get out to a lead, they're not going to be able to do this. But don't the Jags just want to run it? They, I mean, they can't run. They can't run. But they're going to try. Yeah, until they give up 50, 17 points in the first half. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. But good commander no, luck, luck. Luck is actually like a really interesting tournament play yeah. this week, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's, he, he's he has cheap everyone on, on board. He's gone 160 pass attempts without a sack. He's got T.Y. Hilton back. He's got Jack Doyle back. He's got Ebron. You know, he's got the difference maker that is Chester Rogers. He's got uh, Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines. Inman. Zach Pascal. Pascal. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Grant, Clarence Verdon, <laughs> Clarence Verdon is in there. Marvin, Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harris. <laughs> yes. hey, Haywood, Jeff Fires. <laughs> yeah, no, I like Luck as a tournament quarterback, and I don't think, I don't think. Ken, any, we, go ahead, Evan. Ken Keith. <laughs> oh, you're just gonna keep naming it. Oh, who is the guy that played opposite Marvin Harrison? Why am I? Dude, I would have loved to play Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne, like Brandon my- Stokely. Yeah. How how fun would it be to just like, you know, travel back in time and play DFS like in two thousand nine? You know, like knowing what we <laughs> know now. You know, we, I'll we, take last week. I'll take last week. Forget two thousand nine. We would all be CSU Ram. We would all be CSU Ram. Just print just, just <laughs> sleeping on you know stacks of Hondos. Yeah. Not a, not a bad gig. Evan, any other uh quarterbacks that you like that maybe we haven't mentioned? 
uh, Aaron Rodgers. Is, is gonna, he good at football? <laughs> he hasn't looked like it very recently, <laughs> but uh, uh, I feel I like Philip Rivers. Um, what about Wentz, Carson Wentz, but I guess he's Sunday night. Mariota, yeah, I think he's kind of interesting. I do think he's kind of interesting. Um, I just – does he have big upside? I mean, he's got the rushing ability. Sure, the ru- yeah, he does. I mean, again, Fitzpatrick. How, how do you guys feel about Fitzpatrick? Like, first of all, let, let me ask you this, okay? So one thing that I always try to look at as a data point when I'm trying to decide on my quarterback is these days I'm just playing, you know, I'm an old man, and I'm just playing like one – Thursday through Monday lineup and then you know I'm trying to optimizing it and you know not make it too chalky and then playing one main slate lineup and just you know just throwing it in every single tournament and you know using it for you know a ton of cash um, which to me has worked out like actually really well um, because you know usually I, I'd finish in the money in cash you know and then hey if I you know I just like cash everything mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, in terms of tournaments. I'm not doing like a, you know, a bunch of different tournament lineups, but um, like, so, all right. So I'm looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. And like really everything like I, I like about, you know, how his, his outlook is, except I'm worried that the Redskins are going to put up like freaking three points. So you're not on Alex Smith then? Are you? Tampa's got one of the worst defenses in the history of football, man. Like I'm gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get behind Blake Bortles, and you're gonna try to push Alex freaking Smith on us. You know that's the plan. That's the plan right now. Reeves, walk off. (laughs) That's the plan. You don't want to play Case Keenum any week, but you're gonna push Alex freaking Smith on us. Alex Smith, Smith. Josh Doxson, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. His best wide receiver is Maurice Harris. Big Vern, baby. (laughs) It's Big Vern week. And Capri Bibbs. Half cap bibs, calves out bibs. I'm just saying that, like, I'm almost willing to play any quarterback against Tampa. Seriously, that's, like, that's, that's fair. Look, do you understand that his 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 the right side and the left side of his offensive line are both out? So, what do you do when you when you lose the right side and the left side? What is left? The Capri bibs, baby. That's what we do. Evan that Hill. actually, uh-huh. no, no. I just I thought about that, and that actually might be right. <laughs> No, no, but but I'm serious. Like I, I don't think really with the Alex Smith Capri Bibbs. Reeves, Reeves, do you think they're going to score? I don't think they're going to score. They they don't have an offensive line. Everybody scores on Tampa. Is that true? Can can we can we Reeves Reeves? You're on mute. They're already the lowest scoring team in the NFL with a winning record. It's because they haven't played. They've they've been at Fugazi all year. It's you know now they're now they're hurt. Like all their guys are injured. We saw their like their offensive line get injured last year, and it fell apart on Kirk Cousins. And he was almost unplayable the back half of last year uh, because of it. They they lose Paul Richardson. How hilarious! They've lost everyone except for Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed's the only guy left. He still sucks. (laughs) Jordan Reed's the only guy left, and he's watching all these guys fall. This just goes to show how bad Alex Smith is. Yeah, no, I get it. Every team this year has put up at least twenty one on the Bucks. I'll tell you the Eagles. No, I know it's the Eagles put up twenty ones. The Browns put up twenty three. Everybody else has gone over. Plus the Bucks, the the Bucks home games, the Bucks roads game, the Bucks road games have had like an average of seventy total points, and at home like it's a total of fifty one. I think that's probably the area we're looking at. Like I think the Redskins can probably get like twenty to twenty four. Maybe on like the on like a high end on like a high end twenty to twenty four. Well, they'll get a pick six. 
Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> what, what, you know, we, and then another scoring here. Yeah, the intercept. Then another interception gets run back like the twenty, and they kick a field goal. So that's ten. Uh, Capri Bibbs, how's the screen? Screen, yeah. Yeah, then, you know. We're at seventeen. And then the defender falls down, and Morris Harris uh, scores. Twenty-four. Yeah. That's actually pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an easy game. DFS is so easy, guys. <laughs> Just saying, I think Alex Smith is interesting. All right, we're already at an hour. Let's throw a quick talk. I get it. Um, golly, I, we haven't talked about this game, but Melvin Gordon might be my highest owned guy this week. Uh, Reeves, can oh you give me Reeves? God. I mean, Melvin Gordon, like, why wouldn't you play this guy against? Yeah, Oakland, can, paint, paint a devil's advocate picture for this. I dare you. Go ahead. I can't. He gets hurt. He gets hurt. Don't do that. Don't do that. We're not wishing right. no, injuries. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> But, him. I mean, everyone knows the play of these guys. We know Kareem Hunt's in a smash spot. Melvin Gordon's in a smash spot. How about the guys? Uh, where are the pivot guys? Who, who's the under-the-cusp guys? Is Aaron Jones going to be popular? He should be. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I just don't know if he will be. Every lineup. Yeah. Every lineup. Aaron Jones is in a great spot. Uh, how about a direct pivot on DK? Say, same price, $100 cheaper than Duke Johnson. Deion Lewis. 100, 100 cheaper. I, I think uh, Deion Lewis is, might end up being one of the most popular guys on the slate, by the he way. He deserves to be. Yeah. yeah, they finally figure out he's their best offensive player the past few games. Uh, the Patriots have allowed five or more receptions to a running back in four of their past five games. He's got 155 yards, 122 yards. And the Titans have only trailed by more than a touchdown for seven total snaps in those two games. Last week, they only trailed period for 18 snaps. Uh, they've just realized he he fits their offense a lot better. If you don't give a tarmac to Derrick Henry, he's not getting any production. Yeah, I mean Derrick Henry. Like at this point, he's just Eddie Lacy, isn't he? He's worse than Eddie Lacy. Oh my god! And you hate Eddie Lacy? No, I loved Eddie Lacy back in the day. P ninety X. P ninety X. Well, I hated him. You know, P ninety X. I was thinking about that the other day. I mean, just like it, Evan just goes on a rant about what the common man does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I fucking nailed it, you know. I mean, listen, Chris Hogan's got a way better workout plan than P90X. <laughs> Chris Hogan? Oh, <laughs> yeah. A lot more cardio. A lot more cardio. <laughs> Out there just running million-dollar wind sprints. <laughs> How about David Johnson? You guys on the David Johnson train? I mean, that team might score. Yes. Dude, he's, his price is sunk, though, man. No, I get it, but, like... Did you know that the Chiefs have given up the most fantasy points in the NFL to running backs this I, year? I do. And, and receiving points? Arizona has receiving a team yards. total. Arizona has a team total of 16, and David Johnson's going to be popular. And he's going to score all of them. He better. So if he you think he'll be popular? Oh, yeah. No, he, he won't be popular. Oh, he yeah, 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 because this is going to happen. Dude, I've already seen like three different articles this week written up writing up David Johnson. This is yeah, no one guy. reads Monday and Tuesday articles. Yeah, they? but Pete, this is the one. This is the guy where we're all going to look back on Sunday and go, "Whoa, how the hell did he get popular?" Because that, I mean, I'm telling you, this ownership is just going to slowly climb throughout the week. I disagree. We'll all see. right, let let me see. Projected ownership ten percent. Yeah. Oh, that's low. I'll take I'll take the over. I'll take the over in fifteen. You have, a, you have a dude who's who has a projection of 17 to 22 touches, 
facing the defense that gives up the most fantasy points to running backs in the NFL. And his projection is only 10% right I, now. I understand what you're saying, but I just don't trust the Cardinals to score even against the Chiefs. Neither do I, neither do I, but you know, I mean, he's, if, if he doesn't get in the box, he's got to have a perfect game. This is the exact argument you're making against David Johnson that you tried to make for Alex Smith. I will not stand for this hypocrisy in your Alex Smith agenda. <laughs> I, love you know Yo, I love Heated Reeves. I've seen him in real life, too. It's awesome. It's awesome. It, it I'm like, me, yeah, Reeves. It, it took yeah. me three years in Alex Smith to get him triggered. That's what... I love Alex Smith. You make me throw shade on Jesus. I just, no, and it's not the same argument because – I mean, Alex Smith has a team total 10 points higher. <laughs> like, it's he said he made him throw shade on Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's talk about wide receivers because why the hell not at this point? Reeves, give MVS. me some wide receivers. MVS. Marquez Valdez. Well, yeah, I'll let you guys talk about MVS. Uh, the Pats guys are looking at a pretty good spot. Uh, Tennessee is terrible against wide receivers and guarding anyone, they're all bad too. Uh, Malcolm Butler's bad. Logan Ryan's bad. Adoree Jackson's bad. None of those guys matter. Uh, they've only allowed 13 touchdowns in the year offensively because they haven't played anybody. The Titans haven't played anybody. Uh, and they've allowed, out of those 13 touchdowns, 11 have been passing. It's a bounce back spot for Brady. The Patriots have been scoring a bunch of points. They have just had one passing touchdown the past two weeks. It's a Brady, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman game. Uh, it's coming down this week. Yeah, I like the Josh Gordon call, like, and he won't be popular at all. And he's, I mean, he has slate winning upside any every time he touches the field against, especially against this Titans uh, defense. Evan, what about you? Give me some Bel- Belichick is a, like a troll too. I could see him just, um, just running Josh Gordon at Malcolm Butler just over and over and over again. You know, like twenty-two targets. You know, and just and just that in the post. I forgot all about that. To be honest, I forgot all about that in the post game to say. And by the way, by the way, Malcolm Butler sucks. He's been awful. By the way, he's been awful. He sucks. Okay. So, um, you know, if we want like an explanation for why Malcolm Butler didn't play in the Super Bowl, maybe because he sucks. Talent. That's mostly talent. Remember when they played last year and he just threw at Logan Ryan the whole game with Danny Amendola. Oh yeah, that's he. He is a legit troll, man. Dola had thirteen targets in that game. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I mean, hey, that just makes me think. Uh, yeah, Josh Gordon. That's who I'm going to play. I'm going to play yeah. Josh Gordon a lot. Yeah, yeah. and d- people are talking about Deion Lewis revenge game. Like, I mean, Deion Lewis is good, but uh, Bill Belichick got him paid, so I don't think that there's going to be. I don't think that Deion Lewis can be that vengeful. All right, any other wider series we need to touch on, Evan? I'm looking here, man. Um... Mike Evans, we haven't talked about him if he plays. Yeah, oh, I really like Mike Evans. Yeah, like if he's healthy, I mean, I don't think he's going to go one catch on 10 targets for 16 yards again, so. No, no, and he was fifth among all NFL wide receivers in air yards last week. He's like a perfect buyback spot against, especially against Josh Norman. Josh Norman's a chump, by the way, man. He's a chump. He he got rocked by Julio Jones last week, and he uh, lost, like he he just got burned, and then he grabbed Julio by the like by the uh by the like by the by, you know by like the back of his jersey and just ripped him down uh for like a 46 yard DPI you know and other than that he just got rocked oh his the Julio Jones touchdown was a thing of beauty man like they they designed like you know a fake like pitch to one side and Jake Matthews like just th- their left tackle he creeps out 
and he just comes and just rocks Josh Norman. And then Ryan hits, uh, hits uh, Julio on the screen and Julio's just off to the, off he to the almost lane. didn't get in either. Like I thought he was going to get tackled like the three. Don't hate dude. Don't hate. I did. I thought he almost didn't get in. That's just a fact. He broke the tackle and then he got in. Yeah, I know, but I thought he was going to get tackled. That's what I was saying. Like I thought it, I thought it was <laughs> okay, going to be real. Um, <laughs> but uh, wide receivers. Yeah. You I mean, want to talk about Marcus Valdez Scantling. I mean, I always want to talk about Marcus, Marcus Valdez Scantling. He, yeah, he's, I mean, we're going to see uh, Devontae Adams on Xavier Howard with, you know, obviously not a, a, a battle that Devontae Adams is going to struggle to win. I don't think, but you know, maybe that'll cut him down by, you know, a, a target and a half. And then um, Marcus Valdez Scantling, you can't cover Marcus Valdez Scantling. He's six foot three. He runs four, three, seven. He plays in the slot in outside. Like, Tell me someone who could cover him. Maybe Patrick Peterson. Who can cover Marcus Valdez Scantling? Uh, I nobody, and I think Aaron Rodgers really started looking his way more too. I mean, he's he, like he has he has a hundred yards or a touchdown in four straight games. Yeah, he's very clearly earned Rodgers' trust, which is obviously, as we yeah. all know, in that offense, big. So yeah, no, I'm fine with MVS this week. Even are are you buying the Robbie Anderson being reunited with this quarterback uh, with this Josh McCown? talk have you heard about this josh mccown yeah, i mean the the, the pro- i get the price if you want to run on some tournaments i mean he didn't do anything against the bills last year neither did mccown the bills pass defense is actually good uh, and he's hurt i mean dude's playing hurt like it's i get it the price is right if you want to take some swings and the splits i mean he had that six game stretch where he was hot you know uh, but he had what he had eight catches for 70 yards in two games against the bills because patrick threw were under 200 yards in both those games uh, I don't think he throws for a high bunch of yardage in this game either because they're not going to have to. Yeah, you're just banking on a big play. Yeah. I, but, you know, it's certainly possible for Ryan Anderson. Guys, yeah, it's fine. Guys, we got to get off here. We're, we have gone over. We've kept producer too long, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, for Reeves, for Evan, for Alex Smith, and for East Central and Kobe Fleener, of course, I'm Eric. We'll see you guys later. Peace. <laughs>